Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of My Violent Tendencies with me, Marvelous Matt Nix. And uh, this week's episode's a really exciting one. I get to sit down with my good pal, Joe Alonzo. And uh, for many, though, many of you who don't know Joe, uh, Joe's a local Chicago uh, kid who I've known him for at least four or five years now at this point, but... Uh, started in the Chicagoland area, and he's been branching out a lot lately. Uh, we talk about our time together uh, down in Mexico, and Joe spent a lot of time down there training and, and working on some shows. Uh, but most recently, he uh, had a couple of appearances on AEW television, so uh, he's really, really starting to, to break out and um, you know make a good name for himself. Uh, for those of you who do know Joe Alonzo, probably also know him as being one of the more controversial figures on Twitter and social media. And, and we get into that and we talk about it. And um, I think a lot of you will, will see and, or listen to this and, and kind of see Joe in a different light and maybe, maybe kind of understand uh, where he comes from as far as how he portrays himself on, online and stuff like that. And, you know, Joe's not a, he's not a bad guy, uh, but, you know, he also will stand up for himself when he has to. So... Uh, before we move any further, though, I'd like to give a couple quick shout-outs to my Patreon uh, supporters, I guess. Um, shout-out to Glenn Smith. Shout-out to Jacob Martinez. And uh, you know what? I'll give a shout-out to Jake Larson as well, who uh, who decided to help out the cause a little bit. So thank you guys so much for uh, you know, giving me your hard-earned money for something that I, you know, probably shouldn't be getting paid for, but... <laughs> You know, that's another story for another time. Um, also, before we jump into this, uh, I know we touch on it a little bit during the, the interview, uh, but just want to send out my condolences to the family and friends of Shed Gaspard. Um, terrible, terrible tragedy of, of him losing his life, but saving his son in the process. So uh, the man is going out like a hero. So uh, let's just remember him that way. Uh, but... Uh, Without further ado, let's jump into this episode, and hopefully you guys like it. Help me to be like, hey, let the person know that you're recording them, because it's... Oh, the- the call may be monitored or re- recorded for training purposes or whatever, yeah. <laughs> this call may be monitored for future people to listen to this and tell you what you're doing wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I always wonder about that shit, too, when they're like... This this call is being recorded or monitored for like whatever, and I'm just like, why? Like, what is like, what's so interesting? I'm just calling you to tell you that I can't pay my phone bill this week. Like, what do you got to listen to me for? I think it's because they're like, <laughs> if I tell you something, like, here's proof you admitted to this. Oh but yeah, I guess it kind of holds you accountable. I think it's all lawsuit stuff. Yeah, probably. Like, if like sometimes when people are like, oh well, I called, I called about my bill. And the guy that talked to me was like super rude on the phone and he called me the N-word and you're just like, whoa, what? And then let's they go. can be like, let's go back to the tape. <laughs> I guess that's, that makes sense. Wow. I never actually thought about it that way. I just kind of was like, oh, this is just some dumb shit that they, they do recording your voices for, you know, whatever. Is that your house? Are you at your house? No, nah, I'm, uh, I'm at work right now. This is my, my office above the Pro Wrestling Tees Freelance Training Academy that is currently sitting unoccupied. You're lying. <laughs> I swear to God. Is it actually? You guys can't train at all? Uh, well, I mean, like, everything is, like, shut down for, like, ever. 
basically because of i don't know if you know but there there's a a pandemic <laughs> happening right now oh, no, I no know. way I, yeah I, no i know you're you're crazy you're you're going all over the place right now doing doing shows um but no it's it's when when everything started getting like shut down and stuff i was kind of just like you know what it's probably best that we just like put training on a hiatus like this is not like see like this is training isn't like serious enough to where you, I'm like you guys got to keep coming you know like definitely like want to make sure that all those people stay safe and not getting sick because if they get sick it's my it's on me it's my responsibility and i don't want to get sued so we are not having practices right now unfortunately yo is my audio sound okay because i can always hook up my headphones no it sounds pretty good all right i just wanted to make sure just don't like scream or anything because then my ears are going to start bleeding (laughs) but other than that it's good it's good how are how are you joe how is how is life Life's good right now. Um, what to call it? We are recording, right? It was yeah. like, a- <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's definitely recording. I was waiting for like the thing. I was like, oh, okay, this is us talking right now. Um, life's good though. Life's uh, for the for the most part. I mean, it only took a pandemic for Joe Alonzo to get booked. So <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, you. So you you okay? We'll jump right into that then. Like hell yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, so yeah, during this pandemic, like wrestling has kind of just been like non-existent for most people on this planet, uh, minus the select few people that have been wrestling for WWE, uh, Impact, mm-hmm. and AEW. And in the last couple weeks, uh, you've appeared twice on AEW television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me, uh, tell me about that stuff. I know, uh, I know you you probably got some good stories. Well, so yeah, like man, I I remember. As soon as everything shut down, uh, I was like, because as you know, I, every couple of months, something else comes out about me where people try to cancel me and I'm done and over with. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm sure it'll happen again. But uh, the last time it happened before the most previous time, uh, the world was still back to normal. Shit went south, lost a lot of bookings. Uh, and I was like, fuck, man. Well, good. Thank goodness for the. No. Oh, my God. That sounds so horrible. When that sounded so bad, that sounded horrible. Holy that's the te- that's the teaser. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. When, when, because when I when the pandemic first happened, I didn't think it was like as serious as it is now. Now I'm like, oh shit, this shit's fucked up. Like it's it's very dangerous. But before, I remember like tweeting out, I'm like, oh, this is all at work. Something's going on. Like they're trying to distract us. I'm a, I'm a big conspiracy theorist, so like, of course, I sound like an idiot. So like when. This happened. I was like, ah, oh, it's no big deal. But I'm like, all right, well, this happened. So at least maybe now a lot of my heat will like die down and like this can kind of hide it. So I won't, no one will be wrestling for a while, like until this is like back to normal, which I thought it was only going to be less than a month. I didn't even yeah. think it was long. And look at us now. But like, man. And then I got the, I got the call literally. So what happened was, um, Ego did the search for Spears. Uh, yeah. He submitted his video. He got picked, and he was um, gonna go down there to to go film for AEW. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like my two only two friends, like close close friends in the wrestling world, are gonna be together. So I'm like, "Man, I think I'm just gonna go and hang out." Like I literally just want to hang out with you guys. And then, um, did you guys like, drive or did you fly? The flu, flu. You flew. Um, this is before everything got super scary. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and at this time, flights were still expensive at this time. But I mean, uh, we we go or so ego is going to go down. I'm already I already know he's going. Obviously, Sammy's going to be there. So I'm like, yo, like, can you ask? Like, I know things are they can only allow so many people. But like, can you ask if I can go just to hang out with you guys? Because I'm at home doing nothing. And uh, he asked. And then the they were like, yeah, uh, tell him to bring his gear. I was like, oh, shit. Like, whoa. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I went, uh, I wrestled Hager, uh, and then they waited like, I think it was like the day before, because I wrestled Hager, uh, made a good impression. And then the day before the next taping, they were like, can you be here again? And I was like, all right, for sure. And then I was told I was going to wrestle Sammy and then that got scrapped and they're like, all right, you're going to wrestle Darby or Kip. And then it was like, it was written down is Joe Alonzo versus Kip Sabian. And then that got changed. Um, and then the day of, they're like, oh, you're wrestling Cody. I was like, what the fuck? Oh. Like, holy shit. Like, um, I, I was, I thought, I thought it was another prank because they actually, <laughs> Sammy and a couple others pranked me and they told me I was wrestling Moxley the, the first time I went down there. And I was like, what the fuck? So I was like, <laughs> the hotel room, like taking the dirty deeds or the pair, whatever he calls it now. Um, <laughs> And I kept taking it on the bed, trying to practice it. Like, oh, I'm going to make this look really good. And then it was all prank. And then they revealed it in Sammy's vlog that the whole thing was all a rib. And then, uh, so I'm like, oh, the Cody thing, like, it's bullshit. But then Cody walked in and was like, oh, yeah, you and I tonight. I was like, oh, shit, okay, this is real. Like, they're not messing around now. And they wrote it on the board and everything. And then we wrestled. And I got good feedback on that. Besides everyone telling me how much, like, shit I looked. Uh, they're saying I looked, I looked pretty chunky. Which is because, literally, I'm not going to not excuse for everything but when i wrestled hager i was told don't like don't expect anything from this like don't think you're gonna get a job uh or anything like that kind of just you know go home be safe uh you know try not to get the virus like just yeah don't die (laughs) don't die like hey good luck to you i'm like oh for sure and then that happened so when i went home i remember the first day home i literally went to 7-eleven i bought a bunch of oreos i bought like the nesquik chocolate milk like ate like a fat ass and you didn't get any 7-eleven pizza oh no gosh dude no. it's the best that for those like oh, I got, dude i got sick off their pizza one time oh, stuff again it's the best it tastes good but yeah didn't feel too good <laughs> <laughs> i just ate like a dude i eat so unhealthy and i was like i'm never i'm not gonna wrestle like because at this point now we like this is like a couple days later after the hager match and this is where they started announcing everything is getting shut down left and right. So yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, like this is real bad. So I'm like, no one's going to wrestle for a while. So I'm just going to sit at home. I'm going to get fat. And then once we get word that things are going to go back to normal, I'll start getting in shape again. Um, and that was my mentality. And then literally, as I'm sitting there, like I still haven't released this Oreos that are laying in my stomach. Hey, you're wrestling <laughs> tomorrow. Or like you have to go be here tomorrow. I was like, oh, shit. So, but yeah, they got, I got good feedback from Cody. Uh, and then everyone else and they were like until next time i was like hell yeah and just stay tuned for the rest anything after that just stay tuned we'll be on the lookout that's super awesome like i know like like i know we've had like issues in the past me and you but we've talked about like our, like our our stuff that we you know not i don't even want to say issues but like you know we we've we've butted heads before and i i i've told i've told you this and i've told a few other people like i really like feel like 
with you, like since you're you're a little bit younger than me, I I I genuinely do like see some of myself in you, as far as like how like when like you're kind of a stubborn person. I'm kind of a stubborn person, uh, but you're you're also very driven. And the fact that you you don't take no for an answer in a good way, not in a bad way. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it's awesome to see like you know you. And with Rob, we've always talked about how you're you're a tremendous talent, and to see that kind of like get paid off like that on 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 a grand stage like that, especially when it's like not many people are going to get that opportunity. Like, and and you you you're like, oh, I'm just going to risk life and limb and my health driving across or flying across the country to to get an opportunity at you know maybe possibly getting another look at another time. Like, it's awesome, and and that's uh, I'm glad that you did that because it was cool to see. Thank you. Yeah, it was definitely unexpected. And a lot of uh, all my haters were trying to take that away from me again, uh, like shortly after. It's like, I mean, it was cool. I mean, I was so grateful, like, so grateful for the opportunity. And then you saw all the shit that came out. I, I don't want to get too much into it. Yeah, um, that's, that's funny. That. I was like, what the fuck? Like, dude, really? Like, literally, they just announced I'm wrestling Cody and. Now this, I'm like, bro, like, I get, I piss a lot of people off and a lot of people don't like me, but, like, not enough to try to take opportunities away from me. Like, I didn't do anything to you that bad. Like, yeah, we had our beef, but, like, don't try to put some shit on, like that on me, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, and not- I was, and I saw, I saw what you're referring to, and I was just like, okay, this is not, like, this is not, like, your MO. So I was kind of, like, confused, and I was like, I know, like, you got a, you you have a messed up sense of humor like I do, but I'm like that's that's still a little too far and 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 uh, yeah like I remember texting Rob about it and and just being like this this can't be real like what's the story on this and he's like there's no way he's like I was talking to him like all night like he's he has an alibi and it's just dumb it's just people just trying to like like you said just tear you down when you're getting mm-hmm. an opportunity like that it's people that like that either you know, b- believe that, oh, maybe like I should have gotten that opportunity or somebody like somebody else should have gotten that opportunity. And, and it's just like you see it all the time. And, you know, I'm glad it didn't like uh, negatively affect you too much. I hope not. Right. Like, no, it kind of died off like in a day. Yeah, it, it went down. Um, I mean, yeah, that, that was crazy. I was like, what the fuck? And then when I saw that showed me who the that showed me between the real and fake because I saw like who retweeted it and who liked it. And I was like, Oh word, you're going to retweet this and you're going to like this. Like, okay. So like shows that we're, we're, we're really friends and everyone knows like everything I do, like, yeah, I'm like a very loud person, very loud mouth. Like I turn a lot of heads, but like, I would never do something like secretively. Like if I'm going to do something fucked up, I want everyone to know because <laughs> your eyes are on me. Not that fucked up. Yeah. That's no, I know what you mean though. Like, you... If I'm going to do something, like I'm doing it for your attention. I'm not doing something because, haha, this is super funny. And like, that's fucking, yeah, the person who said this shit, fuck them. Like they, I don't even know them that much. Like, and they're going to, they're going to do that. I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. But the good thing about the business that we're in is like, it always seems like, the, the people who are successful and the people who are in important spots, they kind of have a level head of like, all right, this doesn't make any sense. But the people who are like in the indie world, the super carny world, the people who are like really cutthroat and all that, they're the ones who are like, yeah, you know, fucking, 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 let's, let's get rid of him. And 
so his spot's gone and we can get rid of him for forever. Because I mean, everyone's waiting for the moment for me to slip up. Like it's they're they're looking for something. <laughs> like I've seen it so many times. I've literally seen a tweet like, "Hey, uh, like if anyone has any dirt, put it on Joe Alonso now so we can get rid of him." I'm like, bro, like yeah, and I I saw that one too. Uh, it's 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 kind of like disgusting too when like like I'm o- I'm always kind of like the person that like or at least I like to think I am the person that like when something happens, I'll be like, okay, well, what's like, what's the whole story? Like what, like a lot of people like to, to throw fire on somebody immediately and not like look at like facts or like proof of anything. They just like, they see it, especially on Twitter, something happens, something sparks on Twitter and people just like to pile on it. Not even necessarily because they believe it's true or not, but just because it's like popular or it's like, uh, you know, trendy to to kind of hate on something or do something like that and i'm just like dude it's so stupid like think for yourself like draw your own conclusions but like i don't know i think it's, i think it's disgusting too well the the thing is is that everyone is super like po- everyone's playing politics so it's like if you post like you know you should know you're a fucking promoter like you you every freelance is you know it's you between freelance and AAW the biggest company in Chicago uh, indie company um I'm sure I see it all the time with you like people post you you would post an opinion on something and I'll see people agree with you but I've heard conversations where they don't agree with you I'm not going to call them out but like sure. they're sucking up to you because like oh okay if if I feel and, and like if I like your post or if I agree with them, I'll get booked at freelance. It's like, no, be your fucking own person. And that's the that's probably like maybe I should play that game a little bit because like it's definitely held me back because I'm like, no, like I'm going to think what I want to think. Don't fucking tell me like I'm supposed to think this way, whether it's like religion, pol- political views, like no matter what it is, like I don't understand why people um are like that they're like oh everyone's thinking right let's think right like no think your own shit man it's so much so much ass kissing so when it was shit like that um a lot of people who had a little bit of pool for anything whether it was that situation whether it was the fine women who watch wrestling thing like people were just it was just like a lot of people who didn't like me has pool in this certain area so let's all shit on this kid and like let's get him done for like People who I've never even met. So many people I've never met. I've seen so much like bad shit said about me. And I've never even had a conversation with people. Like never met them. Never nothing. And it's funny as hell. Uh, I mean. Dude, I, I feel that hard because like, especially like early on in my career when I just like, I mean, I wasn't necessarily as like loud as you are. Uh, but like, I definitely like, not, I don't know how to, how to put this. I would, I just kind of would do whatever I wanted and would say kind of whatever I wanted and I know it rubbed people the wrong way. And then I, I, I do specifically remember somebody who, uh, I'm not going to name their name, but I remember them specifically tweeting, uh, fuck Matt Nix, I hope he fucking dies. And I was like, whoa, like, I don't even know you. <laughs> like, like, it was really weird. And, and he, he later like tweeted, he's like, sorry, I was like dr- drinking or whatever. And, and it's just like, it's just weird. Like, like, like that people would be that like vindictive. It's just like, dude, it's, like obviously wrestling like I love wrestling you love wrestling we're both very passionate about wrestling and it's very serious to us but mm. it's not that serious to where I'm like fuck that guy I hope he dies like it's it's stupid like I even like I'll even say like we'll talk we'll be talking at work about stuff and and somebody will be like oh I fucking hate Donald Trump I hope he dies 
And I'm just like, I don't like him either, but I don't hope he yeah. dies. Like, That's I mean, if it happens, it happens. But like, I don't, I don't wish death upon anybody because like, I, I very much like, you know, especially like now, I, I believe in like karma and stuff like that. And I, I like that's that's bad karma. Like wishing death upon somebody, it's just gonna come back for tenfold on you. But karma, uh, like... dude, karma is a motherfucker, dude. Like, oh my god. So I want to like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something, but I feel like you're gonna be like, no, 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 no. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. But it's like, I'm oh, just, I know it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna say the name. I won't say names, but. How ironic for people to always like shit on people, try to out people, and this person in particular being one who is a very big advocate for fuck Joe Alonzo, let's have him be done forever, trying to like dig out past shit, let's bring it up. Uh, that one person got what they fucking like, they got a taste of their own medicine, and they're done now. Like, or as they say, I mean, I'm sure they'll be back. Like, they'll fucking, that's how it works. You have Everybody your friends back. Everyone comes back. No one's done forever. Unless you do some, like, really, 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 really fucked up shit. Unless you're, you're like, Rude Boy Riley. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uneducated on whatever that is. Oh, that's, we can talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, like, it's, I think it's funny. And I, I hope, um, I hope it, that stuff like that continues to happen where I see all the time. Like, it's always the irrelevant people, people who are not doing anything. They're always the one to try to out people. Like if some some people who are outed though, they deserve it. Like I see like some shit with it, whether it's like like some child shit or like sure. being super disgusting to women, like that you deserve it. But like for people like oh I say this word off camera or I feel this political way off camera, like I see all the people like get outed. Like bro, like that's private information. Why are they fucking like putting that out there? So like people like that people who try to out me on shit or whatever even like most of the shit about me like it's fucking i don't like it's doesn't make any sense like whether it's false or true or whatever um the main there's three people i could think of in particular who like want me fucking like dead uh one of them's outed there's two more uh two of them are promoters one from indiana one from texas uh they want me done and i think because they're the the two people who to like really push down like fuck this kid let's get him gone um karma's gonna get them too and i cannot wait till it happens because that's i'm like dude you get what you get like that's what you do to everyone else and you deserve it i and i know it's kind of putting you you probably thought those are your friends and i don't mean yeah, to i mean it no it's 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 um i think i mean you're you're you have every right you know in in, in your opinion to saying that stuff and you know that hey they have their opinion and that's fine let them let people have their opinions this is kind of something that I've learned about myself a little bit during like quarantine and stuff and just like not necessarily being able to like interact with people as much as I normally do or just, you know, just kind of like go going to work, going home, going to work, going to home. Mm -hmm. It's just like you have a lot more time to think. And like you know, I think about how I how I was personally as like a as a as a person in the in the wrestling business, as a promoter in the wrestling business, like I can't, you kind of get like, um, you know, burnt out a little bit and a little bitter. And I, I think I, I took that feeling and I kind of like shown that out onto other people. And like, I feel like I was not the best person that I could have been to other people. And, and it sucks. Cause I like a lot of the times I probably don't even, didn't even notice I was doing that. But, um, but I, th I was like, I think that's like, 
for the rest of this year and like if wrestling ever comes back normally just like doing doing what i think is right as far as like just being like we should all just be cool right like let's just all be cool with each other because like and if you don't like somebody that's totally fine you don't have to be friends with everybody nobody has to be friends with everyone like but don't don't just don't don't try to tear other people down you know unless they deserve it if they deserve it then fucking tear them down but yeah you know like just like I, that's like I, I, I started muting so many people on Twitter because I'm just like, dude, I, I scroll through this and I just see all this like really negative shit of just people like, just like, like the shit like that was happening with with you. Like I'm just like, man, like, like I know Joe and I know Joe's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes, but he's not like a vindictive piece of shit like this. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know some people may think that you are, but I know that you're not. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, that I think if you have that opinion, like it's. The, the one thing that my, not the one thing, but one of the first things my mom taught me when I was a, was a little boy, she said, you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nothing at all. And I've always, I've tried to be that, that way as long as I can. And I think that other people should start to follow suit because I think it'll just make things a lot easier, you know, mm -hmm. or enjoyable. I, Twitter's, yeah, Twitter is very negative. Uh, and I think a lot of people get twisted is like they think like a lot of the shit i post they think that and i don't like breaking kayfabe uh i still believe in it i still think done right it's fucking it works and it's gold and it still sells like you can't tell me oh that shit's dead fuck that let's like that's what's wrong with yeah, the business. different different ways of, of doing it now yeah and and people think that um it's dead and we all need to be friends with the fans and let's let everyone in on everything on Twitter. And then only when you see the show or see, you know, on TV, like that's the kayfabe or whatever, stick to storylines. They're like, no. So people see my post and, and not just me, just anyone. Like I've seen tons of people. They think that the shit we post is um, the real person. Like they forget there's a character there. So the person posting it is, Joe, like my, my post, that's Joe Alonzo tweeting. That's not the real person behind that. That's, that's not me. So and I think people get that twisted. Um, because yeah, there's tons of people that I've never met in my life. And I've seen how much shit they've talked about me. And I'm like, I've never even met you. And then there's been people I've like, that I would like, I'd meet them and they'd be like, Oh, wow, you're not really like an asshole. Like you're kind of cool. I'm like, thanks dude. Like you kind of, that's like a backhanded <laughs> like compliment. <laughs> like, okay. But yeah, oh, it's it's so funny, but it, and it's funny too that you say about like if you don't like each other, like just don't say anything. Like, I'll, I'll let's let's shoot here. Um, me and Pat Monix shoot did not like each other. Um, he's talked so much shit behind my back. I've like hinted towards him, like, hey, like I know that you said this. Your close friends are all rats. They all fucking open their mouth. They tell me everything in your group chats. Like you, that's like, everyone. Everyone who said anything bad about me, I've seen it all everyone's group chats there's a stooge in your group chat and they fucking tell me everything. <laughs> so like pat i would like hit towards him i'm like man like this guy doesn't know like i know you talk shit about me um and then I, i'll admit too like i was a, i was a big hater on pat and i, I just talked about this recently on, a, on another like a, like a podcast i said that i was a huge hater on pat everything paid, pat like i didn't hate pat i hated on him every accomplishment he had i was jealous i was envy i was like dude fuck you i that should be me that should be me any opportunity I tried getting, it was like, we got Pat, we got Pat, we got Pat. So it didn't really help that I didn't like Pat already. And then he's getting all these opportunities. Um, and then Alex Zane couldn't make a show. Uh, I think he was in Japan, maybe, or he was doing something real big. 
uh, and then I replaced the spot. And, you know, I did my pro. I told Pat, I was like, hey, I'm going to do a promo. Uh, feel free to say whatever you want back. And <laughs> did the, I did the promo. And like, a lot of eyes saw it. And um, I looked at Pat differently after that because as much as we didn't like each other, um, we worked together. You're and in the new business. We did business. I think we did good business. Like everyone said who went, went to that show, we only went to the show to see your past match. Um, and like nobody else can do that because there's people out there who I'm in that uh, thing. For, for an example, I dropped, I name dropped in that promo uh, or I didn't say their name, but I hinted towards them. I said uh, uh, a little yeet lucha unicorn. And then I said, oh, I might offend some or affect somebody's grade point average. Um, so it's like, I remember I got so much heat for name dropping them and I only like apologize. I didn't, I didn't really apologize for it. I tried squashing it was because James, um, mm-hmm. because I genuinely like James as a person, uh, outside of like promoters and all that. Uh, and for like, I squashed that for him, but I remember when I was talking to them, trying to like make everything cool, they were like, you know, like our issue wasn't that you name dropped us. It was just that you didn't ask for our permission. And I'm like, yo, like, you think I name dropped you because, <laughs> hey, let's just name drop. Like, no, you tweeted about me with Pat when that match card was posted. And Pat, Pat I think Pat, uh, I forgot what he quoted the, 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 the post when our match was announced. He said something to make fun of it. And I remember everyone in the comments were just like ragging on me. Like, Roasting it. <laughs> yeah, like, everyone was just like treating me like talking shit like, oh, like no one takes this kid seriously. Fuck this kid, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I remember Great Point Average's tweet said, um he said who who did, who did you piss off to get this match or something like <laughs> it must have been those it must have been those impact tweets that you said that's probably why you got this like the shitty match and then the lucha unicorn said uh ha 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 ha, ha i'm dead because it was whatever what pat said so i'm like all right yo like these people who were like super respectful and buddy buddy when i'm in person with them they're talking shit about me on twitter um so like okay like did you guys get my permission to tweet that. So if you, if, if it's, we're all on the same roster here, we're all on the same show. I feel anyone like there's nothing off limits. If you're a part of the roster, we're on the same show. I have a right to fuck with you. And if you want to tweet about me, I can, I can put this instead of me tweeting like a little, like a little bitch. I'm not going to tweet. Uh, and like this little high school shit, I'm going to use my worth ethic and, and prove that I'm a good worker. And I'm going to, I'm going to bring you up now. I'm going to get my little bit of revenge in this promo. And I mean, that shit went bad. I remember um, <laughs> I was hearing, oh. Uh, I thought it was funny. I, I, everyone <laughs> thought it was funny. But hell yeah, fucking call them out. You know what I mean? And I think, uh, I what was it? Like, they weren't, one of them weren't comfortable working on a show with me. They were like, oh, yeah, it's just awkward in the locker room. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Like, now you don't want to, oh, whatever. So, like, it was like, oh, you have to squash your shit with them if you want to, uh if you want to work here. And I was like, dude, oh my God. Like, how about instead of that, how about you just put us in something, make, let us work together or unless they're too much of a mark that this is all too real for them. So, oh, because you know what I mean? Like, I hate that everything's like, everyone has to know, like, can't you, we just be smart. Like if someone were to take a shot at me in a promo, I'm not going to be offended. I'm going to be like, hell yeah. Like, thanks for the rub. You just said my name, but thank you. Like, thank you. You're making me more relevant. You're making my job easier. But like, if anyone talks shit about me, I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to work on a show with them because I'm uncomfortable because the there's too much tension. But 
I mean, I don't. I think it worked out for me. Whether people, because I was even <laughs> yeah, unicorn. Uh, when I was uh, I was doing little videos to make fun of her, and mm-hmm. uh, I did a couple. I did the 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 promo with the tape over the mouth and holding up the flashcards, and then I did the uh, I did the at the party city. I put the the like the big unicorn hat on, and I was oh, doing her. Yeah. And like I was just antagonizing. I'm like, no, like I want you to. I want to keep making fun of you until you finally bust. And finally, it like got squashed. Even though I keep hearing that you keep talking shit about me, it's fine. Like I hear everything. Your group chats. There's stooges in every group chat that you guys are in. But it's so funny though. But no, shout out to Pat Monix. I don't know what he's um, if he's gonna come back. I heard that he's done, and I think he wants to come back for one more match. Um, but Shout out to Pat. Even though like we didn't really get along, we didn't really um, we didn't really click. We didn't like each other outside of wrestling. But the fact that he was not a fucking mark and that he took it as a good sport and he's like, "Yo, let's make something out of this," and that was like I respected Pat. After that, I, after that, I was like, you know what? I'll no longer hate on him. He like went. He went with. He knew what I was doing. So he's like, "Let's do this together." And I wish everyone could do that because wrestling would be so much more better like i feel like wrestling would be on like another level like music level yeah like if people were to learn to work with each other but no everyone's always offended you can't say anything you can't like you know how it is man it's so much yeah i mean it it definitely has changed a lot like you know for both good and bad but um but no you 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 talk about pat being like you know just getting it and it's it's weird that like you know, I, you know, I've been wrestling for like 10 years at this point and like, and Pat, you know, he, he, he'll say stuff even, even to this day, like when we'll, te- we'll still text like occasionally and he'll say something and like, and I'll just be like, Oh, I guess I never really thought about it that way. Like he just kind of like sees the world in a different way. And it, it just in a way that kind of like the way he explains it just makes more sense sometimes. And I'm just like, damn, like, like I, again, like, you know, it's unfortunate that his, like his body is beat to shit. I mean, you know, he was going pretty hard for a while, like go- doing those Mid-South trips every single yeah. week, doing every, like four bookings a week, like every weekend. And I'm just like, dude, you're going to burn yourself out. And, you know, unfortunately, it, you know, it caught up to him too quickly. And and uh, but I'm I, like you said, like I, we need more people like that in wrestling that just kind of like that get it, you know, and, and they're not like, you know, and, and this isn't this isn't too uh, you know offensive to anybody like, you know, outside of this conversation. But like, um you know, there's, there's so many people that like, I think just, they like to play wrestler and, you know, and I'm not, then I'm not saying that like, I'm like, you know, the, I'm the one that you should be looking at or whatever. Cause you know, I'm, I'm whatever I am, you know, I'm, I'm not like a serious wrestler anymore, but like, um, but just, there's, there's a lot of people that you, you see on shows and you're just like, man, what are you doing? Like, unfortunately, and it's no offense to them. You know, I think, you know, I know a lot of people are kind of saying like, oh, wrestling shouldn't be for everyone. We shouldn't let everyone in the business. And it's like, I don't, I necessarily don't think that's, that's true either. I think if some, if this is somebody like to them, this is their dream and they want to, if they want to try it, you know, there's absolutely no issue. I think with somebody being like a weekend warrior on, in their own little home promotion here and there, but, but don't try to pretend that like you're going to be like the next signee or something like that, because it's just, you you just have to like you you're you're not putting in the work you're not putting in the work in in your gear in your in your in your body again I'm not one to talk but uh, you know just you know what I mean? you know what I mean like it's just the, the people that get it they get it and those are the people that are like 
moving on and getting these great opportunities and stuff and and, and it shows yeah um i definitely i feel what you're talking about on that yeah like there's no issue with the like as you said with being the weekend warrior but like i just can't stand to where it's to the point where people make a mockery like as much as they don't see it like the most over people in the indies like you're making a mockery of of what we do and you're like oh no this is how wrestling needs to be it, it's changed so much and like the people don't realize like i'm from this generation i'm from this generation of wrestlers like we're from the same we're a part of this new school shit of where we're trying to change wrestling and make it this way whatever whatever like i'm cool with change but like you you guys are like you whether you agree with it or not you're making fun of what we do like too much um and it's there's a reason why like indie wrestlers only make so much money is because it's the same bullshit like it's the same shit over and over like ah let's make fun of this let's let's keep killing the business it's so funny ha 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 like no bro like it's it's literally an embarrassment uh it's so funny like oh man i don't even want to get really into this thing because i I'm, <laughs> end up name dropping and i'm really gonna get heat uh, but it's like bro i don't know how to edit names out so <laughs> But dude, oh man, it's so bad. There's so many people I just see like, like that's not wrestling. That's not what wrestling is. Like you guys are trying to, like it's cool. I'm I'm all good with comedy spots, but like don't. Oh my god, hey, easy I, easy with the comedy stuff. Oh, that's it's like, me. <laughs> oh no, no 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 like okay like like when Eugene or or Santino Morella like the that shit that's fine if it's done in the right you know right way. Like Eddie Guerrero was comedy. He he did comedy spots. And that's the sure, fucking yeah. that's the greatest wrestler to ever lace up a pair of boots, Eddie Guerrero. And he did comedy spots, but he made it still wrestling. It made it well, he made it make sense. Yeah. There was logic and, behind it. And now everyone else is like, oh, it's super funny. Let's shit on the business. Let's kill it. Uh let's just keep killing the business. Ha 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 ha. Look, look, guys, we're your friends. Like we're we're gonna talk with all the fans after the show and hang out with them and drink beers with them and have them be our friend at the merch table like no fuck that like don't get me wrong like i love my fans i love them to death but there's a limit like i that's the issue is like people let the fans in too much if you're not a part of the, the business stay a fucking fan and th and that's the thing i see all these fans on the internet like all these fans will have like twenty thousand followers for just being a fan like why are you the popular mark like <laughs> like um for example like i'll, I'll say He's my friend. I'll say it. So I don't give a fuck. You can, you don't have to believe this name, but like Frank the Clown. Let's, for example, like he was one of those popular fans. And then he did it differently, though. Uh, he actually like got into the business and it worked for him. Like that's fine. But there's he all these. He learned things. from some great people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he got the right people behind him. He did it the right way. Um, and good for him. But like there's other fans who are just like, oh, I know everything. I know all the dirt sheets. I'm like, why is it cool to know the dirt sheets? Like, I don't understand. Like, oh, this is what's going to happen. They're like, shit on this fucking company. Like, no, like, be a fucking fan. If it's you're not, like, you it's, it's, it's almost like you're like, oh, hey, that, that really awesome movie that you guys like, I know how it ends and I'm going to tell you guys all. And I want to, like, I, it, it that, that, uh, I mean, I, I'd be a liar if I, when I was a kid, I, I, you know, I definitely read through the dirt sheets and stuff too, but like, you know, as I got older, I realized I'm like, man, like what, like, like what? Why don't you want to be surprised, or why don't you just want to like see how things play out? I know, and but you know, that's that that is what it, what it is. It's just the way things are, and 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 like you were saying too about like 
you know, comedy wrestling, kind of like not necessarily making a mockery of the business, but like certain people who who do certain things making a mockery of the business. I, I, I both agree and disagree with that, but like more so in the sense because uh, wrestling is wrestling. But like I think we all kind of forget too that wrestling is ultimately entertainment. It's an entertainment. Uh, you know, I liken us to being almost like stuntmen, like actors that are we're doing our own stunts out there. But it, it, it's right. ultimately entertainment. And as long as the crowd is being entertained and like no one's getting hurt, I'm like, okay, that, that that's fine. Like maybe some things I'll I'll see and be like, well, I wouldn't have done that. But hey, the crowd seemed to be into it. I guess it's okay. And maybe that's wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong for thinking that. Maybe I'm kind of just like accepting things for being the way they are. But I think there's definitely a way to to do things like comedy spots or stuff that that that's that may be a little bit unbelievable to like to uh, to the like the logic of wrestling, I suppose. But um, you know, there's definitely there's definitely ways to make things work. I think. Yeah. Um, well, what I meant about the comedy thing, it wasn't like. Like, I don't mind, like, like someone just breaks down in the middle of a ring. All right, let's play rock, paper, scissors in the middle of a ring and then do, or, like, thumb war. Like, that's fine. Like, whatever. But, like, I'm talking, like, fucking force grip choke slams and, like, fucking the uh, kamikamea and, like, people bump off. <laughs> like, they're fucking 10 feet apart. Uh, and, like, the slow motion spots, the, like, um, what, like, the explosion spots, everyone jumps off the apron. It's like, bro, like why are we doing this? Like, you're like, I don't care what you say. I don't care how it's big silly. it's silly. It's like, it's, dude, like, this is why you see all those memes. Like when people say wrestling's fake, show them this. And it's like, it's <laughs> legit some stupid ass spot. Cause it's a mockery. And it's like my friends outside of wrestling will like send me, um, they'll send me, what was it? It was a spot. Someone sent me something. I think it was a Joey Ryan spot. I think they showed me and they're like, and it was him doing the dick flip. They're like, this is what the shit you guys do. Like, <laughs> this is I'm wrestling. Like, I'm like, dude, that's not me doing that. Like, that's, <laughs> I don't know. Like, ah, that's not me. Um, well, Joey's like, got a super dick, though. So that's, dude, <laughs> that makes sense. He does He's got a big stuff. dick. I don't know. That has nothing to do with me. I don't, like, I've never touched it. So, I mean, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. Grab his dick and see if you flip. I don't know. But, um. No, it's it's crazy. Like, but I, I do think that some of the old ways, like it's it's cool. Like I hate like the old heads are like, oh, you're 185 pounds. Why could you live this lift this 240 pound guy? Like I'm too big. You're gonna make me look weak. But it's like, motherfucker, if I can really lift you, what does it matter? Like I can yeah. legit lift you up. Like shut the fuck up. But I, I remember I had a promoter uh, yell at me for using a Michinoku driver as a finish, and he's like, "There's no way a guy your size should be doing a Michinoku driver." And I was like, the guy I did it to is smaller than me. Like, like, what does it matter? I'm just like, whatever, man. And also, Taco was like tiny. He was like a small guy too. Like, I don't. Sometimes it's just you know, people people have different ideas as how wrestling should be, and you know, maybe some are right, some are wrong. But mm-hmm. it's all it's all pro wrestling at, at the end of the day. I think sometimes. <laughs> Ego just texted me. Oh, I know he's he said, got. A, he has a question. I know he's got a question. He said. He said, "When's the podcast?" I'm not. We're gonna respond to him, but. Uh well, would you, uh, you want to jump into some of these questions that we got uh, yeah, across multiple multiple platforms here? Um, you know what? I'm gonna start with Rob's question because it's great. Uh, let me pull it up on my phone. Where 
is he? Da, 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 da. So Robert Anthony, the ego Robert Anthony, he asks, uh, he says, when you interview Joe, ask him, what advice have I given him that he's taken and what advice have I given him that he's ignored? Ooh, I don't think we have enough time to take the advice that, uh, <laughs> that I ignored. Um, I honestly don't know what advice I've taken from him. I don't really think. What's the, what's the best piece of advice that he's, that he's given you? Uh, best piece of advice was mainly like I would say in important situations during matches, he would always say, pull out the shit that is like the best shit you have. Like you can do it with your fucking eyes closed. Do that. Don't be worried about making this amazing spot look good. That's like a, a difficult spot. Stick to the basic ass shit and like stick to that and be vocal be vocal in your matches don't quit being quiet like vocal louder the better like you want everyone in the room looking at you um so be vocal so that's probably the the main thing like mainly stuff in the ring i take his advice on i mean he always says like dude you gotta create something out of, out of my 20 years i created one move and it's the taco pizza create something he's always telling me to try to create something of my own and i'm like bro like everything's done it is it's like hard it's hard to try to find something that no one else has done and then like as I'm saying this to him, fucking Bandito fucking pulls out the the top rope German suplex thing. I'm like, all right, well, never mind. Like, I, I I'm proven wrong. Like, <laughs> I just created that. Like, all right, and then like Phoenix is fucking second, third back bump on the top rope, and then do some crazy shit. I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'm wrong. There's some sure there's something out there that hasn't been done yet. But like, mainly it's stuff like that. And then there's a lot of like the attitude shit of like, keep your mouth shut, be super respectful. Like, um. I don't know, did you see when Ego put on, it was one of the Pro Wrestling Blitz WrestleFests, uh, he put a sign on my shirt, and it... <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, he put a sign on my shirt, and it was like, um, said something like, and the, my name's Joe, I've been training for, I think at the time, it was like four years, and in these four years, I've disrespected my trainers, and people brought me up. Uh, today I'll learn to keep my ears and eyes open and my mouth shut if you have anything. If you need anything, please ask or whatever. So like he always would would like be super respectful. It's being he's like, I've never asked for anybody for anything in this business, but I've always been respectful, respectful and nice to like the right people. Uh he's like, I've never disrespected anyone like just for the hell of it. Uh just, you know, like really just stick to those old traditional shit. But I was raised as a from a very little boy. Um if someone's treating you a certain way and you don't like how you feel, be vocal about it. Say you're uncomfortable. Say you don't like this. So if I'm, when I broke in the business, I was, I just turned 16 or no, I was 15. I was about to turn 16. Um, from the early on, I was a little fucking kid and you have all these old heads who were around me that constantly treated me like shit. Like made, they made me like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like the fucking, the people who bitch about Bill DeMont, but like when when that shit all happened, but like there was a lot of people, the old heads who would make me do shit I didn't want to do, like stuff that had nothing to do with wrestling. It's like, it's like, hey, go do this to that person. Like it's just, I don't want to do that, but like I did it. And then there was like a point where I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Like if I don't agree with you or I don't like what you're saying to me, um, like I'm going to say something about it. And I remember the first major heat that I had um, in wrestling. Uh, I'll, I'll name drop them. Uh, do you remember Ringmaster Todd? Yeah, yeah, I remember Todd. 
that motherfucker. He he messaged me. <laughs> Congratulations on a- the AW shit. Like fuck off, bro. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I-, I remember he fucking he uh what was it? He met my mom, and he kept saying like he would randomly message me like rem- reminder. I'm 16 years old at this time. He keeps messaging me nonstop. Your mom has nice tits. Your mom has huge tits. Your mom this uh, like let me fuck your mom. Blah blah blah. blah. Like, nonstop. I'm a 16 year old kid. And I'm supposed to keep my mouth shut and like listen to the old vets or whatever. So then I remember he kept messaging me and I was with uh, Scarpone at the time when, when I was with him and I was like, yo, like I told him, I was like, bro, like Todd won't stop this shit. Like he keeps fucking saying this or whatever. He's like, well, stick up for yourself. I'm like, are you sure? He goes, yeah, say whatever the fuck you want to say. Like say whatever you want to say. I'm like, all right, cool. So I messaged you back. I was like, hey, Todd, how about you titty fuck my mom? Well, I fuck your wife, Kenji. How about that? Like, like, does this sound like an even trade? <laughs> and uh, he's like, uh, he's like, you disrespectful fuck when I see you. I'm going to slap the shit out of you. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I'll, the next show is this date. I'll be there. So go ahead. I'm like thinking I'm a tough ass kid at the time. But uh, I was like, yeah, all right. And then he's like, I'm not going to book you on any of the shows. And then Scarpone told me to tell him, I think Tony has more pool than you, which I said. So then I remember... Um, when I went to the show or whatever, I, he had one of the older wrestlers, uh, shoot on me in the match and like, they beat the fuck out of me. And I remember the finish was a super kick and he super kicked the shit out of me. Like my mouth, my mouth and nose was bleeding. And I remember getting to the back. He was like, don't ever say no shit about my wife again or some shit like that. And I was like, okay. Like I kind of just bit the bullet and I, yeah. at, at, I had an attitude, like fuck everyone. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. If you say some shit about me, I'm going to say something back. Uh, and for the record, for anyone who thinks I'm a dick, I've never <laughs> once, never once have I ever attacked somebody first. I've always been a rebuttaler. So every time I rebuttal, it may be a lot worse. I might go too far, but never have I ever picked on someone for no reason. Never in my life. But I th- yeah, I think you're right. I'm trying. It's like going through my brain of like just stuff, and I'm like, no, no. I think you're you're definitely right on that one. Yeah, no, yeah, I have no reason to. Like, I've always, like, I was bullied as a kid. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that shit. I know how that shit's like, but I, I went from the bully kid and kind of turned into the bully, I guess you can say. But I mean, I'm always just sticking up for the. I don't mean to be uh, such sound like a mark here, but like CM Punk, I remember he used to say uh, he's the voice of the voiceless. I would see people get picked on, and I would be like, yo, like, this person's not sticking up for themselves. Like, even if it's like has nothing to do with me, but I see someone getting picked on in the business. I'm going to stick up for that person because they're not going to stick up for themselves. So I'm going to say something like, yo, fuck you. Quit being a fucking bully. Like, quit yeah. fucking with it. But I don't. I think a lot of people get that shit twisted. But to answer Rob's question, all the political bullshit, I do not listen to him because <laughs> stuck in my ways. And whether people want to say, oh, like, you're going to get fucked over in the long run if you don't change your ways. I mean, I think I'm doing OK right now. Whether I mean, it may have took a while, but I think I'm doing all right. So yeah, I'm going to continue yeah. to be my way. Oh man, it, it just totally reminded me of something that like I wanted to bring it up earlier, but I totally forgot. Uh, <laughs> you remember our, our our excursion together in Mexico? Oh God, yes. <laughs> Pinche drastic. Pinche drastic. Oh man, I miss those guys. Like Jurassic Boy was awesome. Cobre, uh, Crazy Boy's crazy. He's just he's just a lunatic. Fuck crazy boy. <laughs> crazy boy. Holy he did not like you. He did not. Dude, no. fuck him. Fuck crazy. He was a fucking dick to me. Uh, 
I didn't even do anything. Like, okay, I know why he didn't like me from the get-go. Uh, I did the – because you guys were already booked to go down. You and Stevie Fierce. What, by the way, is he done? Haven't talked to him in over a year, so I wouldn't – I couldn't tell you. Dude, that guy could have fucking got signed, man. He had the look. He fucking – he could have got signed. But um, <clears throat> you guys were going down to DTU. I didn't know anything about DTU. In Mexico, I only knew about AAA and uh, CMLL. That's all I knew about. I didn't know about anything else. And I think at the time, the crash was just getting started. Mm-hmm. But um, I think so, yeah. I went down there, and I was just going down there to train. I didn't really intend on doing any indie, sh- indie shows down there. I mean, I, I got booked on a couple shit, but I didn't want to. I just wanted to get better. And How, uh, how long were you down there, too? You were down there for like a while. Six months. Well, I went the first time I went, uh, I went to three and then came back and then went again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember. I remember seeing you post about going and stuff. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, I, m- I remember when I was growing, coming up in wrestling. I was like, man, I wish I could just go to another country and do that. But I was just like, you know, I, I was like, I need a job. I need to pay for this like car and shit. And like, it just, it just, I was too much of a coward to just take the plunge. But like, you know, you you fucking just they're like, all right, I'm just gonna go to Mexico. I you you don't even speak Spanish, and you're just well, like. I understood it because my grandma used to teach me as a kid. Like, she made me learn all the basics. So when people are saying shit, I knew that, but I just didn't know how to respond. I'm just like, I know what they're talking about. I just can't <laughs> put my words together to respond to them. Um, but, yeah, with that, Ego set that up, obviously. He sent me and Vinny down there. Vinny didn't go the second time, uh, but I did. And he actually set that up through Tyson Kidd because Tyson Kidd knew Ricky really well, Ricky Marvin really well. Mm-hmm. And... I've never met Tyson Kidd, but Tyson Kidd is pretty much the reason why I went to Mexico. Um, That's awesome. I don't even think he knows that. But yeah, he <laughs> said, I got these two kids. Uh, I want to get them better training, but I can't train them right now because I got like my real life getting involved. Is it working? I send them. Ricky Marvin went down there. The first time we went down there, we got booked. Ricky got us booked for a bunch of shows. Uh, and then we got the training. We, we did train, but I didn't get all the training I wanted. So, and I felt like I didn't take it as serious. Like, I was more just having fun being an idiot. So the second time I went down there, I was like, I want this one to mainly be training. And my goal out of this trip is to, at, by the end of the trip, I want to go to Japan. And Ricky has the connect for that. So I'm like, that's, that's my goal here. And I remember going down there and Ricky was like, yo, like, look at this. He showed me a thing. And it was a tryout for, um, for Dragon Gate. But it was held by DTU. So I didn't know oh, what DTU was. So I went to do the tryout. I did the tryout or whatever. It was like a two-day tryout. So I, you have to get past the one and then get invited to come back for the DTU guys to come see it. So I did the one tryout. Uh, and then at the end of the tryout, I remember Crazy Boy was like, hey, do you want to be on, like, do you mind wrestling tonight? Like, do you mind being on the show? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I remember all the other guys, a couple of them got selected to be in the dark, like the pre-show. And then he wanted me to be in the semi-main event. So I was like, oh, okay. So I must have really impressed them. Like, fuck yeah. So in my mind, now here's me being an idiot. Uh, I remember, so as soon as the match happened, after the show, um, they told me to hang on. And they had me go inside this room. They're having a meeting. And again, I only understand so much Spanish. So fucking crazy boy sitting there for like two fucking hours, just bitching about this, about whatever. And I'm just sitting there, like, falling asleep because I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I'm like, why am I being held here? Like, I'm just going to leave. 
Uh, so I remember I put my headphones on because I didn't understand. I'm just in the corner. So I put my <laughs> headphones on just listening to music. And then someone's like, hey, don't be disrespectful. Like, listen to what he's saying. I'm like, I don't understand what he's saying. So, like, I had heat for that. And then um, I think after I was like, hey, like, I, I go I go up to one of the guys. It's like, hey, who pays us? And they're like, oh, he's like, what? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> young boy you and which crazy boy kept calling me the whole time young boy i'm like all right bitch like you're gonna get smacked by a young boy real quick uh <laughs> he fucking i asked him, like who, who do we get paid from and i remember i got paid 10 fucking dollars 10 dollars that was the lowest i've ever got paid in my life so like i got paid 10 bucks and i was like all right whatever and then crazy boy had like the nerve to ask me hey um can you get an uber for my guys i said no oh. like, can you get me the money for the Uber? Like, the fuck? Like, I'm not paying for an Uber for your guys. Like, okay, well, they're kind of in your area where you're going. So can they just hop in with you and then just tell the Uber driver to, like, stop on this corner or whatever? I'm like, uh, I got a pool, which they don't even have. I don't think they had pools at the time. So I was like, I, already ha- I only have one seat. I already ordered it, and it's outside. So I kind of, like, ditched him. So he was pissed about that, that I asked for money. But in my mind, I was like, every all the other guys got asked to do dark. I got asked to do semi-main. So there's a reason why he put me in semi-main. Uh, so, like, I, I think I deserve some type of pay, which I'm very against. I hate these fucking super um, carny promoters who, like, think they can get away with paying nobody, like all these young guys. Like, mm-hmm. like I agree. My, if, I, if I were to run shows, I think everyone, sh- and, I, and I, I know I don't know all the shit, obviously. I'm not a promoter. But I think everyone should get the minimum of $50. I think that's fair. Like, you're putting your body on the line. You're driving to this fucking show. Um, like, every, if you're not booking, like, I see people get 20. I understand the 20 thing, but at least 20 is 20, 20 something. But for all these kids, I see come on shows that like go super far for no money. I think that's that's super fucking carny. And that's super like that's that's shitty as fuck that you're not going to pay. What do you 90. mean? That's that's called paying dues, kid. That's you got to you got to eat shit before you can make your money. That everyone should make at least I, I but 50 is what I'm saying is fair. But I understand not everyone can afford it. So 20. OK, but like when I hear like. Fucking, you know. IWA kids, people working at IWA get paid nothing. And I'm like, no one's seeing these shows. Like, these kids are busting their ass. Like, like I, I get that one. They're trying to get better at their craft, but like, you can't pay them 20 fucking dollars for gas, dude. Like, come on. At least, like, pay for the whole car that just came, pay for their gas. But with Crazy Boy, he got really pissed off that I asked for money. Um, and then <clears throat> I asked to do those shows because I was bored out of my mind because I haven't heard English in a fucking forever. So when I heard you and Stevie were coming down, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm homesick at this point. So I want to fucking see these guys. Even though I didn't even know you guys like that, I was like, I know they're from Chicago. And, like, I want to hang out with these guys. I'm bored on my mind. So when I went with you, they're like, uh, we can't afford any money, but, like, we can pay for your food and we can put you up in a room. I'm like, fuck it, whatever. Like, it's I'm not better doing than anything. nothing. And Ricky Marvin was actually out of town at the time because he was doing shows. So I wasn't training anyways. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll, I'll do these shows. And then I did those. And then I remember like him treating me like she kept calling me young boy. Uh, and then do you remember in the bus how I had to like sit on your lap pretty much? <laughs> yeah, for like four hour, a four hour bus ride where you're just like eight crushing hour, us. Eight hour bus was ride. Was it eight hours? Was, oh my God. The Bro. last one eight hours. I had to sit on your knees. Like I had to sit on the floor <laughs> and then you put the book bag and I was like, you were like leaning back, yeah. Dude, God. 
seeing like little eight-year-old boys have their own seat and i'm sitting here in the front on the fucking floor and then i remember it was like real it was like everyone was sleeping but i said something to you like we're talking about something and i wasn't being allowed i was actually whispering and i remember you going like and i turned and that crazy boy staring at me he's like you like to talk a lot (laughs) i definitely did oh man dude yeah do I do like to talk a lot like what the fuck, bro like dude I thought we thought for sure that you were gonna get us in trouble and that we were gonna get like beat up and shit like we're like fuck dude Joe's gonna get us killed <laughs> do, do you remember when we were at uh in the morning we're eating at that one little restaurant place or whatever and they were making us food and you were filming the vlog at the time and you were like showing and I'm like I was like, oh, say hello, guys. Say hello to Donald Trump. And you're like, I don't think they can show. <laughs> I was like, we don't know this guy. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that trip was so much fun, though. Like, we, like, we, you know, at least, like, when we we flew down, we flew down. We met up with you in Mexico City. And then we took that that coach bus. Do you remember? You Were you with us on the coach bus, too? Yeah. That was yeah, super was, nice, though, dude. I, I KO'd so hard and just, like, slept that entire way. Um, and then I just remember, like, them being like, yeah, when you get to your hotel, uh, do not leave your hotel after dark. And we, then we ended yeah. up with this walk into the, the, the XO. No, it was the Walmart, remember? Was it Walmart? I don't remember. Something the, like that. The first hotel they put us in, they said we were going to go do, like, interviews or something. And we ended oh. up going to, like, a club. And then we're like, hey, like, we're tired. Like, because I didn't drink. I, I don't think Stevie drank. I think you had like a sip of like of a, of a beer that he had. Oh, oh, no, I remember he he bought us micheladas, but I'm like, ugh, these are gross. So I was like, can you make me a Jack and Coke? And he's like, huh? Like, he didn't understand. And I was like, Coke, like Coca-Cola and Jack Daniels. And he's just like, oh, what, what that drink? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Okay, like they were like making fun of us because he's like, "Oh, you got to mix your liquor." And so the guy, like, I remember the guy that was driving us. Uh, what was it? Chechi. Chechi. Oh, dude, he was awesome. He he walked down the street to the convenience store to buy a uh, like a, a bottle of Coke to bring back to this club to ma- so the guy could make me a Jack and Coke. And then it was just like, he, he dude, he had to have like poured like this much Coke in there, and the rest of it was just whiskey. Because I was like, "Oh, this is so." this is so gross. Like what the heck? And yeah, like neither, none of us wanted to be there. It was like super late. And then we just kept, remember we kept asking for, um, uh, dress leches cake. Yeah, we were, oh, remember, remember, uh, dress leches, dress leches, like, cake, 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 Dang, something happened to your audio. It's like you sound like you're underwater now. Uh no, no, no. Is it still sound like shit? Yeah. Hold on. Oh, one second. One second. <laughs> Some technical difficulties. <laughs> I could definitely edit all this out. It's fine. I wonder. Can you hear me? Is it better? Oh yeah, it's perfect now. All right. 
Technical so, difficulties. We're back though. It's okay. So yeah, but, we got dropped off at the Walmart. It was that that's for and we walked home and it was super sketchy. Dude, so sketchy. I, so I remembered too. So when I posted the thing about like um, having having you on the show and everything, I posted a screenshot from from the vlog when we, it was after the first show that we did. Uh, we were all hanging out eating, and it, yeah, we had you eat the peppers, and you're just like, yeah, this is fine, and you like, eat it, and you're just like, oh, holy shit, like just like dying, and I was, dude, I thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> Those were hot I peppers, have... though, dude. Nah, you, you, you know, sold them. Remember, I, I ate them. I was... Dude, I, I know sold it, but like it was, it definitely hurt going down, and it definitely hurt more coming out. Dude, I was oh, getting I... two, but I was like, no, I'm not gonna eat two. Because th- this is definitely burning me now, and uh, I'm just trying to be a tough guy, dude. That was the best. The best was like the best part of all that was all beach. the food that we got. Oh, the beach too, but all the free, like the free food that we got. Just like having breakfast at some like some dude's like grandma's house, like just it was just it was wild, and it was awesome. I, it was a good experience. I felt really bad when um, I kind of found out towards the end of the trip. That me, you, and Stevie were the only ones staying in hotels. The rest of them were sleeping on the bus. Yeah, I was and like, oh, I was like, oh, it's really it. sad. I so I was really worried too. After I found that out, I was like, dude, like, I wonder if they're gonna like try to shoot on us in the matches. Because like, I remember hearing stories of like guys going down there for 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 shows and like, oh, they don't really like the Americans, so they would like purposely not catch dudes on dives and, and shit like that. So I was like, but like. To their credit, like you know, we we had we only worked with Jurassic Boy, uh, Jimmy, and uh, and Cobre. Oh, and Crazy Boy, and to and to to their credit, like they all took care of us like super super good, and uh, you know they were safe with us, and and we we had so we had some pretty fun matches down there. Those those rings were hard as hell though, but you guys had fun. They put me in all the they put me in like the dark match and first match of everything. You guys were main event, and I was <laughs> yeah, always the was first. Fucking weird dude, I was like. They were like pretended that we were like superstars or some shit. I was like, I was like, I was like, I wasn't expecting this. Like, I was just expecting to be on like some random matches. But they, they're just like, oh, the Americans, and we're just like, ah, like. I remember we had to cut the promo on that third show, where uh, he, oh, he they're like feeding us the lines, yeah, and I was like, like oh, I can't remember. I was like, oh, I was like, Viva Mexico, Carabrones! like, and the crowd's just like, ah, like. It was so fuck. That was so much fun, though. That that was a really good trip, and it was cool that like we like we just randomly like got to hang out with you two in in uh, in Mexico. Like I remember when you were just like, "Hey, I'm gonna meet you guys at the airport." Like, and we're just like, "Oh shit, okay." Like, like I like I said, I had known you like from like some shows like in back in Chicago, like by Blitz shows and stuff. And I was just like, "Oh shit, Joe Lonzo's down here." That's just that's pretty crazy, and it's pretty random. <laughs> <laughs> that was my my only time uh, doing Mexico. I don't know if I'll ever. I don't know if I'll ever go back. Maybe maybe one day. <laughs> do you do you remember? I remember because you were doing the vlog, and I remember. Uh, I, I like. I was like, I, you never said anything to me about it, but after your guys's last match there, when you guys came to the back, I was recording you with all the fans like coming backstage, and they were like taking pictures as you were walking up. I was like, yeah. you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. And then I'm like, and you put it in the vlog. I was like, I didn't know if he was going to see that footage or not. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was, like, I was like, damn, that was, I was, that was like really cool for like, uh, like, I know Stevie, Stevie was like, he's such a, like a weird dude where he's like, he, he likes to be so disconnected, like with, with technology and stuff like that. And he was like, he always gives me shit about like filming shit. 
And I and I remember saying to him, I was like, dude, like this is shit that like I'm filming for like my family and like my kids that I eventually will have hopefully one day. And just like just to be like, hey, look, this is some like some cool shit that I did once in my life, like just documenting it because we all know like with wrestling, like we get hit in the head so many times. I can barely remember what the hell happened last week. Um, so I think it was I don't regret like filming anything like that. Like I know I know it can be kind of annoying sometimes, but uh, but no, like and stuff like that, like you you were just kind of like, I'm going to film this. And like that's that's such a, like a, a cool little moment that like, you know, like to for us, we were just two random dudes from Chicago uh and then but these kids that were around us they were just like these guys are like superstars and it was like weird it was like the first time i've I've ever like had that happen it's the only time i've ever had that happen and uh like it just it i I, that's something i'll never forget i think it it's funny that you say that too because i remember i started i haven't done in a while but i remember thinking because everyone started doing all the vlogs and i started recording and i i said to him like i'm never going to post this footage i have a camera if anyone ever gets a hold of that camera, like I'm like really, <laughs> if they get a hold of this camera, ooh, a lot of people are in trouble. Uh, <laughs> but like, I I got this camera and I recorded and I started recording shows because this is I started recording last year because last year I was legit gonna quit. I didn't want to wrestle anymore. I was like done. I was fed up. I said, Fuck this. I can't do the politics. Nobody likes me. I have no friends in this shit. Like I I fuck with nobody. Um, I was done. And then I remember I had a couple shows lined up and I was like, you know what? I want to start recording like all backstage shit and like the time on the road. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Cause I remember thinking like my second dream other than wrestling, my second dream is to be a dad. So I'm like, I'm going to record all this shit and I'm never going to post it, but I want my kids to look back at this and like watch these clips of how much of an idiot their dad was. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to do this. If I'm going to walk out, at least I'm going to have fun at the end, not care, do whatever I want to do. Uh, and uh, what's it call it? Just pretty much just do me. And I don't care how bad I look like this. This is done. I, I changed my, my answer. The best advice ego gave me was uh, don't fucking care. Because when, when ego, ego got fired, he stopped caring. He didn't care anymore. He did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. And that's when people started paying attention to him. He was making a lot of noise after he got fired. So he still is doing whatever he wants to do. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) That's that's what uh that's what what uh oh no. Uh oh I have a yo, so Sammy just sent me something, but I can't see what it is, but it's something about Shad Gaspar. They any news on that? I don't know. Like I know that they they had been looking for him. Um, I, I do. It's it's such a sad thing. I know. Like this is this episode will be going up next next week. But like so at this point, we'll probably everybody will know. Um, but yeah, like just seeing that seeing that this morning um, of just him, like he him and his family, they were out at at the beach, and he got swept away in in like an undercurrent or something, and. Uh, I guess his son was with him. His son, yeah. and he like he saved his son. He like I guess he was like take my son first. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he had them for sure. Like to tell, like have them rescue his son first, and and then he got taken down by another wave, and and just like they haven't been able to find his body or anything. Like you know, everyone's hoping that he's, uh, you know, still still alive or something. I haven't seen. I just scrolled through Twitter a little bit. Like I haven't seen. There's nothing nothing new new yet. 
but that's uh, crazy. I were waking up to that. I was like, oh shit, like it's crazy. Yeah, he he's a he's a good dude. Like we we got to interact with him a little bit uh, a couple of years ago at WrestleCon. We did a uh, like a booth for like pro wrestling tees and a uh, little tiny little section for freelance. But uh, we did a they did a signing at the table. Him and and JTG and and they were like the the coolest dudes to hang out with like for the day. And and I was just like, wow, this is awesome. Like. But who who knew that like because I would just assume like oh like WWE guys like they're probably like you know assholes or like think they're too good to hang out with a couple of scrubs from Chicago but, uh, I but no they were both awesome of them in January we wrestled them me and uh, Gino Medina we wrestled the tag team against uh, Crime Time really in Texas yeah That's yeah crazy. yeah we wrestled, we wrestled them uh, I wrestled JTG before that uh, but that was the first time I met Shad because I wrestled JTG in Pakistan and then in yeah, let's talk about that after after this. Okay. Yeah, the, we wrestled them. Uh, what's it call it? But yeah, we wrestled. We wrestled them. It it was we hit a little difficult. Me and Chad were like kind of bumping heads on pushing the mat, getting the match together. But I remember at the end because he was like, "Oh, this new kid stuck in this fucking new this new world of wrestling." And then I remember at the end of the match because we were like getting into it, bumping heads, putting the match together. And at the very end of the match, as soon as he pinned me, I gave him a titty twister. As soon as he done pinned, like he like pinned me. And then turned. And I remember when he turned to his back, I grabbed his nipple and I pinched it. And he like laughed. He's like, you motherfucker. And then he got to the back. And then he went from like, all right, fuck this kid. And then to the back, we were cool. And I was like, all right, like, like I get what he, he's like. He's got that old head mentality. Uh, he deservedly so because he's fucking six foot fucking eight. Why would I be able to hurt him at all? Uh, but no, that was cool. Him, him, and uh, him and JTG are cool guys. Spe- uh, JTG's cool as fuck. Like most down to earth wrestler I've ever I've ever met, especially to be on such a high level. Yeah, yeah, cool as fuck. But yeah, Pakistan, bro. Yeah, oh. how did so? How did that come about? <laughs> that's like that's the uh, craziest thing. Most random booking I've ever had, uh, especially because all the names on there. It was like Rhino. Uh, both Crime Time were supposed to be there. But only JTG was there because they fucked up something with the flight. Uh, Del Rio was there. Uh, uh, Matt Cross was there. Man, they had so many people. Um, and then the reason how I got booked is because Sammy Guevara sent the promoter like a couple, a list of guys like, hey, check these guys out. And for some reason, because I know the names that he sent to him and those guys are better than me, a lot better than I am. And for some reason, they were like, oh, like uh, the promoter messaged me and he's like, hey, I want to book you in this match. Uh, like, how much do you want? And I remember, like, I threw a number out there and right away he's like, perfect. I'm like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> should have got more. Like, I threw a high number out there, too, like, just to test the waters. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, I was so mad at myself. But, uh, yeah, that was so that was crazy. Um, what to call it? That was like, so remember how in Mexico we um they fed us like nonstop. we had a place to stay so there was like some nice ass resort and mm. the resort was open 24 hours out of the day so if you wanted to go go-karting at four in the morning you can go go go-karting at four in the morning hell yeah and the kitchen wasn't really open but for the wrestlers it was so if we were hungry at two three in the morning we would just have to go to the front desk ask one of the sh- like to to get one of the chefs and they would go like cook us chicken nuggets or like french fries or whatever we wanted <laughs> like it was dope as shit like that was that was super cool that they they did that um and then though the ring was like the the rings in mexico it was like a boxing ring uh of course dude sucked 
I took all of because it was me, JTG, and this guy Raja Navid, uh, one of the Pakistan wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, I took every single move from JTG, and all of his shit was like a pop up, some type, some style of like a pop up <laughs> neck breaker. And I remember like thinking it was like his, one of his moves. He like had me in like a razor's edge. And he would spin around, throw me as high as he could, and catch me for a neck breaker. And I remember every single time he hit me with something, I felt, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I felt like I was going to throw up. And it was a little hard to breathe out there anyways. Like, um, it, the with altitude, Ele- right? The elevation it? out there? Yeah, yeah. it's probably it, high, it, high. It was different. I couldn't breathe. And I remember just, like, every time I bumped, I was just getting winded, gassed. I was like, holy shit, I'm going to die. Like, I'm going <laughs> to die in this match. But Pakistan was awesome. That was cool. The, the travel sucked. Travel was the worst thing. My knees were dying. My back. Yeah, the, I can imagine. Dude, 13 hours. Or no, I think it was 16 hours total. That's a long That's a long time to be cooped up in a plane. Dude, horrible. And like, I had uh, everyone who was on my flight, it was like a big family and tons of kids. So just tons of <laughs> screaming tons of- the whole time kicking my seat oh dude it sucked <laughs> the airplane food was actually pretty good it was like rice and chicken it was actually really good not bad but pakistan was fun man i i hope to go back sometime soon i just actually got hit up um another country and in, in, uh, middle eastern country actually just contacted me uh yesterday and they said hey when things go back to normal we want to book a show here like are you down I'm like 100 percent. and it's take like, over the middle east Dude, oh my! I can't wait to go. Like, I I hope it actually happens because you know things are always like promises are always broken. So, right. I mean, this could definitely flop and never happen. Take, but like, especially in wrestling, you just take everything with a grain of salt. Like, I'm like, uh, I, so many times that I've like gotten contacted for like crazy bookings like that, where I'm just like, this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity, and then like, then you just never hear back from the promoter, and I'm like, ah, that's why. Uh, and then you hit the up still. Yeah, he was like, hey, what's going on? And then he blocks you, and you're just like, wow. I can't believe people are like this. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, what other questions we have? Uh, so let's, like, we'll check out on Twitter here. Um, uh, good old Derek. Uh, at His Twitter handle is at death, death in Kovo, I think. I think that's what it is. Uh, anyway, he says, ask him what the flipping point was for dropping his previous gimmick. Talking about which one, the, the masked gimmick or the, the, the rainbow hair gimmick? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming he means rainbow hair. <laughs> oh, dude, it was, it was just time. It was time to drop. Uh, everyone knew me as the 6'9 wrestler. Uh, nobody knew me as Joe Alonzo. So, I mean, he got locked up during that time and it was like for sure he wasn't going to get out for a while and i was like all right well i can't really ride this trend right now it's time for me to like be myself uh and i was like all right so i just took the chance and i cut all i didn't even dye it back i just cut it all off yeah i remember uh, i saw you and i was like whoa what'd you do to your hair because like i i I liked the hair like i thought it was cool looking yeah Uh, Dude, in my hair, it, it created like a um, my hair was trained to split down the middle. So I remember when we cut it, and I cut it to like the mohawk. There was like a split in that in the middle, and it just looked like such a fucked up mohawk because <laughs> of like the way my hair is trained. So it took like a couple of weeks for it to finally like to all flow the natch the same way. But I remember it looking like shit. Um, but I was like, man, I just need to I need to start do my own thing. Um, 
but yeah, I had to drop the gimmick. I was like, it's time for people to know who Joe Alonzo is. But people bring it up all the time, especially now because homies like trending crazy all over the world right now. Yeah. So like people just keep bringing it up. Um, but I mean, it was cool. Like I don't regret doing it. Everyone shits on me for doing it, but uh, no, I thought I, it was it was it was smart. Yeah. Like the, he was he was topical at the time. Like, and I mean, it ended up being for for bad things after a while. But like you know, he was like kind of like. For good or for worse, like people were like, "Oh, that like six nine guy, like the guy with the rainbow hair." Like people either like were into what he was doing or they just hated him because of what he was doing. It was just like, you know, you it was you get both sides of it, and um, you know, it was it, it. A lot of people in wrestling will take something from real life and kind of like, you know, morph their their character after that thing. person. Like Sting, Sting is like the perfect example. He, the Crow. And yeah, absolutely, absolutely made it to his own thing uh, but like uh, i remember who actually gave me the idea to do that gimmick was djz because oh, yeah. uh I, at the time i was already growing my hair out and i like dyed it like blondish a little bit and i remember fans kept saying like i remember i was wrestling and fans kept chanting six nine to me and i didn't understand i was like you know why are they chanting six nine and then djz's like bro you look so much like takashi six nine it's, it's insane, insane. Like, you guys look exactly alike. And I'm like, no, we don't. I was like, that dude's ugly as fuck. And I kept like, talking <laughs> ugly. And then I saw a picture of him without the tattoos and like without the hair. And I was like, ah, fuck. Okay, maybe we look alike a little bit. And then he's like, bro, just take the chance. He's like, the worst that happens, you dye your hair back. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'll try it. I'll try it. And then I did it. And I remember I made a lot of noise. I definitely had the right the right people like a lot of people looking at me whether it was for bad or for worse like people were like oh this fucking idiot uh and then like because of that gimmick is how like me and sammy met and because yeah. he is a, he's a fan of six nine i'm a fan of six nine he saw the gimmick and was like holy shit like <laughs> what the fuck is this six nine looking dude um and then like that helped me out obviously you know being buddies with sammy like i've got a lot of opportunities uh, which I get shitted on all the time for it. You wouldn't be, where would you be without Sammy Guevara? Where would you be without Sammy Guevara? Dude, shut the fuck up. The point where, is would any, where would anybody be without like somebody helping Any? them, you know, like yeah. it, it's, it's almost as if like, I hate that. I do hate that too, because like I've gotten that same, that same flack for like opportunities that I've gotten. And there, people would be like, Oh, you got, you only got that opportunity for, for where you work. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. And like, why the fuck wouldn't I take advantage of that? Like, I'd be an idiot if I didn't. I'd be like, no, I'm not gonna not gonna do this because like, I don't want to like, I want to earn it on my own. Like, maybe yeah, like that's fine. But like, you know, take advantage of opportunities that you get. Like, no matter where you get them from, because guess what? You may not get that opportunity again. So like, when people shit on you for for having Sammy as your friend, like, that's cool. Like, they're, like they're just fucking salty that they don't have a fucking friend that's going out out for them like that. You know, it's. Are you talking Dumb. about the Cody, when you got the Cody match? Yeah, and that so everybody everybody definitely comes at me like that where they're like you only got that because of like your your job or whatever. Before you say and what I you're don't... about to say before you say what you're about to say. Me and you, I think we're like not seeing eye to eye at the time when that ha when that match happened. And I remember I was one of the person who hated. I was like, he only got that because pro wrestling tees. I'll I'll openly admit right now, I was like, Nick's only got that shit because pro wrestling tees. I did my research, found out that is not at all why you got that match. It was like literally you were what they they were told. I was just somebody, there. Was told somebody was told to pick a certain person that looked in your description who wasn't too tall, but who looked like a wrestler. But it was like at a certain they didn't want you to be 
I think it was like, don't be so tall. They want somebody who's like within a certain height and you had the most experience and you were fit in that category of what they were looking at. And I, cause I think it was supposed to be you and like two other people. And when I was told like it had nothing to do with pro wrestling tees, I was like, Oh shit. All right. Like I'm being a hater right now. I just need to shut the <laughs> fuck up and quit talking shit. But I was one of them. I was one of the people who would, who said, I'll admit, I was like, he only got the cause pro wrestling tees. And then I found <laughs> out, like, All right, well, I'm wrong. Like I'm a fucking idiot. I'm just going to shut my mouth. Yeah. And it, it like, I saw that, like a lot of that on Twitter, like a couple people definitely. And I was like, Oh, that's, lame i was like oh well, maybe i was like maybe like i did something happen behind the scenes where like my boss was like oh yeah give him the rub you know like which for sure like if anybody's matt ryan you know that he's not like that he doesn't give a fuck about that like he he won't like he won't go out of his way to help like me for stuff but like he that's not like his business he wouldn't do that and uh uh yeah i was just there like i was there just doing my job being an extra i was fully ready to just be a you know dark dark order uh creeper guy again and uh they were just like yeah like we just we need you to do this and i was just like oh i thought i, I thought it was a joke at first i was like yeah i mean i guess like i'll do it like yeah, I, guess. Just, yeah right. I was just like all right fuck it yeah let's do, let's do it what um, did you think when the crowd because i was in the crowd what did you think when the crowd was chanting freelance i got so scared i was like fuck dude he's i was like they're gonna get mad that like <laughs> that this is happening like they're, like I don't know why, like it was just racing through my mind. I was like, "Oh shit!" But it was like, and I, I've told this story before. Like, um, that is probably the coolest thing that will ever happen to me in my life. It's just like not even the fact that I had that match. Like that was cool in its own right. Like that was awesome, and it's definitely a, a career defining moment or something. But like the ha to have the crowd at like this arena chanting for the company, like this little rinky dink you know, company that I, that I, you know, decided to just do one day. I was like, oh, we'll have fun and, you know, have wrestling shows for me and my friends. Yay. Uh, and then fast forward like six years later and then like, you know, that, that it's being chanted in a, in an arena is just like, it's who would have thought, you know, it's fucking crazy. But that, that was so too. That was the, the chants were loud. Uh, I, I remember when I heard the freelance chants, like people stood up out of their seats and were chanting freelance and I remember looking around and I like recognized from the freelance shows, like everyone's face. I was like, I've seen you at a freelance show. I've seen you at a freelance show. Like all the freelance people, they came out that night. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like, I was like, holy shit. I was sitting next to Frank the Clown and we both looked at each other like, what the Yeah, fuck? is this like, real life right now? This fucking, this assholes in the fucking ring. Like, dude, I, I laughed. I laughed so hard at like, th this is my favorite part of this all like this entire thing is just looking through Twitter and just looking at the people that were so mad that it was me. Like, I was just like, God, get over yourselves guys. Like, it's just fuck it. Like it was, it literally was just a fucking two second thing where I got my ass beat. Like it wasn't like, Oh, here's my big opportunity. I was, I was like, all right, this is cool. Like, but so many people were like, like so mad that like it was me. I was just like, like again, like people that aren't, that don't even know me that, that are just like, Oh, this piece of shit. And I'm like, okay, cool and so i so i feel you on that i feel you on on, on, a, on a on a spiritual level joe when, when you're like man like these fucking people don't even know me and they're like talking so much shit like this is how it I is am, sometimes and you're on live like you made it to to uh on tnt i was even on tnt so you're on tnt i'm sure people were like really fucking hating and for also for anyone watching this if you are in the business and you are um you're like 
not well known, but you're trying to make a name for yourself. One thing I could tell you piece of advice is stop worrying about other people. Stop worrying about other people's opportunities. Because mm-hmm. I did that shit for the longest time. I bitched and pouted. This person's getting this opportunity. This person's getting that. And once I stopped giving a fuck and I only worried about what I was doing was when I started doing cool shit. Uh, like literally, if you hate and you bitch and moan, those are the people you're just going to be the person. You're going to be another online person with an opinion. That's and it all hurts you're gonna you. It hurts you. Like, I, like I'm, I've been that person too where I'm like, what like oh fuck that should be me and like it makes you feel bad when you when you're thinking about that and then when you just something flips in you when you when you just think like like oh maybe i should just like work harder and maybe i'll get that spot and just like hey be happy for people that they're getting opportunities like mm-hmm. like i know it's 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 so much easier said than done like there's definitely yeah. times when you see shit and you're just like oh come on but like you know like don't worry about it. don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Worry about yourself. Yeah, there's literally people I've seen like who've had huge opportunities, and this is after I kind of realized I've stopped worrying about other people. But I remember like I had a conversation with somebody who was like hating so hard on another person having an opportunity, like so mad. And I was like, "Yo, what did that person ever do to you?" And they were like, uh, "Nothing. I just can't stand them because of X, Y, Z." And I was like, "I get that. That's fine." Like. I agree with you. I feel this way towards that person as well, but I would never like wish like fuck that they shouldn't have that opportunity. I'm never gonna hate on somebody for getting an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, like now, if someone like fucked up an opportunity, I'd be like, bro, like you had an opportunity <laughs> in a lifetime and you just fucked that up. Like fuck you, bro. Someone else could have got that, but like if they're doing something, even though they don't deserve it or whatever, like whatever, like not deserve, they didn't earn it. Um, I, that's whatever, but I'm never going to be like, fuck them. They shouldn't have that. Like, dude, worry about yourself and then you'll start doing other shit. Stop worrying about what other people are doing. It's so annoying. Worry <laughs> about yourself. Um, look oh, yeah. at Mario Rivera, the Mario, that Mario Rivera on Twitter. Uh, he says, tell the story of how he wiped his shirt on Effie's balls and then tried to sell it for $20. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was when i made the fans feel uncomfortable uh this was uh you wiped some... you yeah you're wiping stuff on people's balls joe what the hell hey effie said he loved it effie's like hey i, I give you all happy because i asked Effie, i was like do you think that's what it was he's like no he's like i, I very much encourage it keep doing it i was like all right for <laughs> sure like you have my full consent to wipe whatever you want on my balls uh because every like I, my seat was next to uh, my my gimmicks were next to Effie. Effie had like a big ass line. Uh, the freelance crowd really wasn't familiar with who I was, so I was like being super loud and obnoxious to get my sales. Like, come look at me, look at me. Like, I oh I get it. You don't want this shirt because you only make ten dollars an hour. I get it. This is two hours of your fucking life that you have to work to get this shirt. I get. It. And then they'd be like, you know what? Give me the fucking shirt. I, I I can afford this. So it was working. Like I sold a lot of merch that night. And then. Uh, but then, like, it was kind of getting towards the end where the fans were leaving and, like, people were just hanging around. And Effie had a big – he still had his uh, his big table. And they were all buying Effie shit. And I was like, yo, what about Joe Alonzo shirt? Blah, blah, blah. They're like, ah, no, nah, no. Nah. Like, we're, we got Effie's already. Like, we, we're a big fan of Effie. So I was like, oh, you want some Effie? And I took the shirt and I wiped <laughs> Effie's balls with it. I was like, here, it's, it's Effie. It's an Effie shirt now. And then they are like, oh, my um... God. I can't believe this did that. <laughs> but Effie was laughing. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, 
This person at big at big koozie underscore ninety six. Uh, he just said, "Could you talk about both of your guys' time in pro wrestling blitz?" Now, I only wrestled there like a handful of times. I actually like very early on in my career, I I had um, uh, a match at pro wrestling blitz. Like this is like two thousand ten. Um, it was it was me and Castro. We tagged against the Tokyo Twins. That's how old that was. That's like this was and this was a blitz show in Addison, Illinois. Um, yeah, what are their real names? Uh, I know them. Fuck, they run Fire Pro out of Indiana. I don't know if they're still running. What is um the re- Tokyo Twins' names? I, I couldn't remember. Even if even uh, if you told me, I would just be like, if you said their names were, were Bill and Steve, I'd be like, yep, that's them. <laughs> was that your only time? Because I remember you being there a couple more times. No, I did like, like later on. I definitely did like one or two shows in Joliet, and then I was able to. I was at that WrestleFest show when when you had to wear the sign. <laughs> But I was only in the in the battle royal for like ten seconds. That was that was it for me though. Yeah, I I uh, it was no 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 that wasn't the same that wasn't the same uh, that wasn't the same time uh, when we did the battle royal. That was the year before I think, and that was me and you actually were wrestling with each other in the royal. We were like brawling out for a second. Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah. Was, no, that was when I had to wear the morph suit and go out there and reenact WWE entrances. Uh, <laughs> it was just fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I remember you at a couple of the Blitz shows. I remember Stevie Fierce being there, and I remember um, what was Stevie Fierce's partner? If the, Rob Matter. Does he still wrestle? No, no, he stopped wrestling too. Um, he went back to school, and uh, he's doing real life stuff now. Yeah, good for him. I mean, at least he's <laughs> he's probably making a lot more money than us, huh? Uh, a lot happier. But uh, I remember you you guys all would come down to each, with each other. And then I remember Castro being there on his own a couple of times. I remember him coming down by himself. There's a handful of times I remember him coming down. I think there was a show for, do you, do you know Carly? There was a benefit yeah, show for Carly. Yeah, I remember that. And I, uh, were you on that show? I was, I had, I had been asked to do it, but I was, I think I was booked elsewhere that, that weekend already. Okay, I remember cash rubbing at that one. But what did you? We we can all talk openly. What did you think about? What did you think about Blitz? How was your How was your professional experience there? Um, I I never had like too much of an issue with it. I know some like like uh, Scarpone had had a lot of issues with a lot of people. Um, I was never like I never felt uncomfortable being there. But I also like knew when I was there that like I was just like a spot filler. Like yeah, I, okay. I knew that they that there wasn't like uh, there wasn't going to be any like push or anything go, coming for me. I was just kind of like, oh, uh, you know, it's just another booking for me, like to practice. And then I was just like, okay, whatever. Like the shows were fun though. Like those shows at at, at St. Joe, it was St. Joe's or the the yeah, park district there. St. Joe's that place park. was cool. Nice little nice little setup. Uh, when Tony was putting like really good production into the shows and stuff, like the shows were fun. They were always like, and the crowd there was like. Uh, they're cool like WWE crowd they're like engaged yeah. yeah they uh man holy you talk about that production dude holy fuck that was so blitz was my start that was where i um that tony broke me i, I don't credit tony for my training i credit tony for giving me a place to start though because tony really never trained us it was always whoever was at the show would get in the ring and show us shit like vic capri rough crossing but it was mainly ego ego is the main one but no, that was my start. But you see the production, man. Holy shit. 
we, it was, and a lot of people never showed up. I was the only one, dude, they had so many students and everyone would quit. I was the only one who like stood around the entire time. And I always had to set up those fucking shows, like the tressing, mm-hmm. the curtains, bro. They put so much production to that show. Uh, <laughs> I had to set all that shit. And there was these heavy ass stages. There were like big heavy tables that we had to like put out. Yeah. Like those bits, 100 pounds each. Um, and Tony made everyone who was on the show take down. Like he didn't care if you were like 20 years in. He's like, yep. if you want, like everyone has to take down. And I remember like Vic Capri always just leading the ring tear down. And I'm like, dude, this guy's been in this business for this long. Like I'd be like, fuck off. I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, like it was, I had my issues with Scarpone. I actually text Scarpone. Um, I haven't talked to Scarpone in years, but I, I texted him after the Cody match. And I remember I texted him and I was like, listen, dude, like whatever our differences is, I know we don't agree with each other on shit. We don't see eye to eye, but is I never forgot where I came from. And I just want to say thank you for the start that you gave me. And then he was just like, wow, I didn't expect that. Like, thanks. I'm like, eh. you know what it is? Like whatever people say bad about him, like, I don't agree. Like I've heard so many stories. I don't know what's true. I don't know. It's not true. I'm, yeah. I, I don't know enough to have an opinion. So I don't, voice my opinion on that which a lot of people need to fucking learn to have if you don't know enough i think did you retweet this i think somebody retweeted something it might have been you i think i've seen you retweet it it was like um if you don't know enough people need to learn to start saying if i i'm not educated enough to have an opinion on a certain topic because people don't know anything and they're like this is what happened but (laughs) But the people think they know everything yeah so we all do we we all do it sometimes but some more than others I've been trying to settle down on that. Like I've been really trying to not have an opinion on shit, but with him, matter whatever anyone has to say about him, he, he's fucking been the biggest piece of shit to me, but he's also gave me an opportunity when nobody else would. So at the same time, I'll never forget that. And he'll always have like a soft spot in my heart because of, because he did give me my start when nobody else would fucking give me shit. Hell yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome that you ended up reaching out to him too. Uh, Connor Povey asks, uh, Robocop or Terminator? Uh, <laughs> I, I never really got into both. I'd probably say Terminator because it's probably more popular. Terminator's dope. I never really got into Robocop, but those movies are like the original ones at least are, are like, uh, I've seen, I've seen the first one. And it's like it's kind of wild how like violent it is, but it's awesome. It's like it's corny, but it's like super like violent, and you're just like, damn, dude, this is crazy. Like, you have you never seen it? What's up? What do you choose? What would you oh, choose? I'm, def- I'm definitely Terminator. I'm definitely Terminator guy. <laughs> I think it's only because Arnold. Like Arnold's like Arnold. Like so you're yeah. gonna fuck Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, do 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 do. Uh, I gotta lean in and see this because my eyes are so bad. It's uh, on Instagram. It's it's tilapia. Uh, he says, I'm from Mexico. So what did you like the most about Mexico? Ooh, you go first. Uh, honestly, like the food was incredible. Like, I, I mean, obviously, like being Mexican, I love Mexican food, uh, but it was just so good to get like really authentic Mexican food in Mexico. Uh, I also obviously love the weather. We spent a lot of time on the coast. Uh, we went to the beach. Uh, that was that was awesome. Just the people there were actually like super nice too. Like nobody was like really like shitty or anything. Everybody was like really you know nice and engaging and like you know nobody was a dick overtly. Okay. At least. 
So I wish you got to, ex- so like you kind of got like, I could say like the tourist experience of Mexico. I wish you would have like got to stay longer and you were to come to Mexico City and hang out for like a couple of days. Like, that would have been awesome. <laughs> the, so like, cause that's like the real Mexico. You got like the hotel and the, oh, hey, we'll go to the beach, whatever. Like I, that was the first time when I went with you guys, that was the first time out of six months I was there that I ever went to a beach. Um, so when I have two things of what I love about Mexico the most, and it's I'm, the first answer is I'm going to sound like a piece of shit. Uh, how easy it was to talk to girls. Like I did not have to try. Like the girls are just like, for some reason, those are the only girls in the world who like me. But in Mexico, the girls loved loved me for some reason. Uh, and then because uh, you're American, <laughs> I wonder why. Americano. Um, it was that, and of how free it felt. Like um, everything was free. Like it didn't seem like how we live in America. It's like nine to five. Uh, you do whatever you got to do. You pay your bills. Like it was kind of just like free. Like you kind of do whatever you got to do to make money. And uh, I remember like, sh- like we went to the market for food every day. Like everything we ate was fresh. We never had food sitting in the fridge for more than like four days. Everything was always new. So like, I don't know. It was just a, such a free feeling. Like I walked everywhere too. I never drove anywhere. It was always walking. I would take, I would walk. Like I would think at one point, we, when I was with Vinny, we were um, trying to uh, save money because we didn't know how much money we had because the whole translation of the money, we, it confused the fuck out of us. So <laughs> yeah. We started walking like five miles a day at least. Like we to go train, we'd walk the whole way. We'd leave like an hour and walk for like an hour to go train just because uh, we didn't know how much money we had. But the free, it was such a free feeling. Like I didn't, I had no worry in the world about anything. It's like, that's probably the number one thing. Hell yeah. Uh, Jason, Jason Le Pepperoni, which is a great name. Uh, he says, what was, what is your inspiration to keep going with wrestling? That's a, that's a really good question. Mm, probably. Oh man. So this is going to be like where you get more of, the person behind Joe Alonzo. Um, I, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but where I come from, I feel like my family, the way I was brought up, we're like caught in this system, right? To where like, we're kind of like set up to, for our lives to be fuck ups. Like, that's just how it is. Like every one of my family members kind of just like say, fuck it. And they kind of become like a construction worker, some type of labor shit. Like no one goes to school. Um, my whole life, you know, I grew up on fucking welfare, uh, on SNAP benefits, like having to, to get free lunch from school cause we couldn't afford it. I never had the nicest shit. Um, so like, I want to be, I don't want to say the first in my family, but like, cause no, no one's successful like in my family, nobody. So I want to like change the curse. I feel like my family has, and I want to flip it to where like, maybe you feel like oh we're those fucking stuck up i don't want to say stuck up but like we're those rich people in that rich neighborhood like oh like i i, I want to be like oh joe alonzo sold out he's fucking living <laughs> here making all this fucking money like i want that because where i come from it, it's we didn't come from shit like my family's full of full of fuck-ups and a bunch of fucking idiots and i don't want that to be 
this is where he comes from, like for forever. I want to change that. And a lot too, with just being um, in high school, I remember telling when I finally like came out of the closet and said, I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Like that's the <laughs> career path I wanted. Dude, I was bullied so much. Like you have no idea. I was, oh my God. Like I wanted, there was days I would like cry. Cause like people would just be like, Oh, WWE, WWE. and I was on the wrestling team. And I remember like, there was this dummy that you have to practice like moves on for takedowns mm-hmm. and shit. Oh yeah. And they would like make fun of me and like hit the moves on the, on the dummy and be like, Oh, elbow drop, leg drop. Oh, John Cena, like all this other shit. And I you remember went to, you went to Oakland too, right? Yeah. Oakland I, High School. I know, I know exactly what dummy you're talking about too. And the one that's against the wall that has like his yep. hands up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I have to like fuck around on that. I mean, there was like they would send videos of hitting RKOs on it, and they would just make fun of me. And then like, I play it cool, like I didn't care. But like, dude, I was picked on. And what kind of keeps me going is like all the girls who turned me down in high school because I was the I, I wasn't the kid who wanted a party. I, I was the kid who was too busy. Like I didn't go to home. I never went to any homecomings because I was going to I was going to train. I was I had shows to set up for for Blitz um i skipped all that i didn't i went to prom that was it but like i all i wanted to do is wrestle so when i see when i run into people who see me on the street that i went to high school with they're like yo you're doing what you said like holy fuck like you're actually doing it and i'm like yeah they're like dude that's crazy as fuck like i'm happy for you i'm like dude fuck off like you picked on me in fucking high school bro like i cried because of you like i hate you like get the fuck away from me like see i don't like you like i um you you're familiar with bourbon street Oh yeah, so I, I go, high school reunion bar. Exactly, that is the <laughs> fucking high school reunion. Holy shit! Anyone in in the southwest suburbs of of, of Illinois, like Chicagoland area, um, it, if you're everyone's familiar with Bourbon Street, everyone knows Bourbon Street. So like, whenever you go there, you see everyone from high school, and so many people come up to me like, "Dude, holy shit!" Like you fucking, you're doing this. You went to Pakistan or Mexico. Like holy fuck, you're doing it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, thanks, dude. And then I'll kind of just, like, go Brush back to whatever. I'm doing. Yeah, and, like, when I see that, it's like, hell yeah. Like, um, there's a couple girls that I used to be in love with. They, like, DM me on Instagram. And they're like, oh, like, oh, my God, like, let's hang out sometime. And I don't even respond. I'm just like, I'm good. Like, I was in love with you in high school, but I'm past that now. Like, like it kind of, I don't know, it's, it motivates you. It's, like, such an egotistical thing to say. But, like, whenever I get that, like, I can, like, brush the people off who treated me like shit in high school. <laughs> it's like, a worth it's it so, flex. Yeah, right. It's it's so weird. It's, like, it's, like, a relief. It's 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 an feeling you really can't explain. So every time I have that, like, people hit me up. Like, holy shit. Like, you actually did it. A couple people, like, apologized. Like, those are the people I'm like, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, we're kids. Yeah. Thank you for being mad enough to be, like hey, dude, I was a dick to you. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm not that same kid anymore. Like, then I'm like, all right, thank, that's all I wanted is an apology. That's all I wanted. But everyone else, they like, oh, shit, you're doing what you're doing. Like, hell yeah, can we get a picture? I'm like, nah, dude, I'm good. Like, I don't want to take a picture with you. Like, fuck you, you're a dick. Like, don't act <laughs> like we're friends. Like, we're not friends. And a couple people, I would fit, like, I would legit just, like, some dude tried shaking up with me, and I was like, I'm good, bro. And I, like, walked away, and I went to the bathroom. <laughs> and he, like, followed me to the bathroom and was like, yo, what the fuck's your problem with me? I've seen you a couple times. I've like said what's up to you on, on Instagram and you don't respond to me. Like, what, do we have an issue? I'm like, bro, we were never friends. Like, yeah. like, what the shit? like I hated you. Like straight up, I hated you. Like, you were a dick. And so that really gets me going. I don't know what, it, it's such an ego. It's like a super ego, big ego thing. 
no pun intended, but like um, <laughs> that, that's what keeps me going. That and, and my family, like, and, and cause I don't have anything else. That's another thing. I legit have nothing else. Uh, if wrestling were to be end tomorrow, I'd have nothing. I, I would fall into that, um, that system that I say, uh, that my family's in, uh, I would be, I'd have nothing. Literally, I didn't go to school. I was never good in school. I'm, I, have, I literally, I would become a construction worker and I'd be miserable and fucking have an alcohol problem. I, I don't know. Like, that's what my life would go to if I don't have wrestling. So it's make or break for you, Joe. It is make it's or break. It's either all in or nothing. Like, it's all or nothing at this point. <laughs> Hell yeah. No pun intended. Um, yeah. Well, thank, dude, thank you so much for, for doing this. I know we, we've been playing a little bit of tag, trying to, to line up a day to, to record, but I'm glad we were finally able to lock something down. Uh, usually at the end, I kind of give, give you guys the floor to, uh, promote any kind of merch stores, any kind of social media things, anything that you want to promote, uh, is up to you. The floor is yours, my friend. Um, nothing to promote just yet. Uh, I did just get on cameo so you could get some cameos from me if you're, you're into that, even though I give you all my attention on Instagram live, um, <laughs> uh, I'm about to make a pro wrestling tees account. So, yeah. so, uh, you look out for that. I'm going to experiment with some t-shirts. Um, and I really don't just be on the lookout. You'll see me somewhere very soon. Uh, haters keep hating, keep talking shit about me. It makes my day easier, whether it's like, there's never anything positive being said about me. It's always negative, but I mean, I'm the bad guy. So please continue to say this because you're making my life so much easier. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Thank you. I, I'm glad we did this. I'm, I'm, uh, it's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy we did this. It took two weeks to try yeah, to get it to happen. We got finally, it, though. We finally did it, and I look forward to doing it again. We'll, hopefully, we could do this in like a year from now, and shit will be totally different, and we'll, uh, the world will be head back to normal, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. All right, Joe. Thanks for stopping by. Oh.